Welcome to Training Wheels. I'm Amber. I'm Jed. All right, today we are going to be talking a bit about uh, smartphones, phone usage that we all we all have to use as adults at this point in life. It's very hard to not use it, especially if you use it for work, you use it for uh, all sorts of tracking, tracking your calendar, your events, emails, texts, uh, just normal conversation. Uh, but then I think, you know, we do cross the line a bit in sort of thinking of it as abuse of smartphones. Nobody would say it that way, but there is a lot of that. Um, I think most people are pretty shocked when they go and see how much screen time they've had. Yeah. Um, and uh, even more so, again, that's just for parents, but uh, we've come across this a lot with kids. Uh, kids of all ages, kids as young as, I don't know, six months having screen time all the yeah. way to... Um, young adults uh and uh you know everything in between you know toddlers uh grade school age kids and especially teenagers so uh, and I, everybody has different strategies on how to deal with it and what's appropriate so i think maybe we should take some time today to go over it kind of step by step and and where is it that the parent really intervenes and what we need to do and i think of it more as like rebooting you know at times you just have to you have to reset like this is what happens for a while and then you reset, and then this is what happens for all we have to reset. But um, I think just off the bat, I think we have to talk about it being that the parent should be in control of phone usage. Yes. Uh, that is that is an absolute thing. I, I don't know that, uh, and we've talked about it before in podcasts as well, but you know, it's never the case that your kids should be so entitled to this device that they can't ever be without it. And if you set up an environment where you know, they're freaking out or they can't live without their phone or they're going to miss out. That That's false expectation setting. We're setting them up to fail. So we have to kind of curtail that a bit and, and reboot. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that with the different ages and what the best tactics are. But off the bat, parents, if you, not just you, it's us as well. If our kids are um, overusing our phones or your phone, uh, it doesn't have to be phones, by the way. It can also just be on the on the computer, although... That's less of the medium that they're looking for. Uh, and especially with it engaged with social media, we need to be very, very careful about it. It doesn't have to be. Like my kids spent, uh, you know, their grandparents were just here and they wanted to bless them. So gave them a little bit of money. And my kids thought it was a, you know, e-commerce e uh, shopping spree looking at all sorts of things. So you waste hours and hours looking at, you know, dart dolls on Target or something like that. Um, but again, we're, we're susceptible to the same, you know, doing all these sort of things. So I think we need to be, be careful of that and, and always, uh, set some parameters around that and what to do. Yeah. I think, um, the big thing, you know, that you said at the beginning is that as parents, we need to be in control. We need to be in control. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I hear, um, the same thing over and over, um, from parents as I talk to them about, um, the, oh, I, you know, I, I can't take that away or, oh, they're on it all the time. I don't even know what to do. I don't, it's like the idea of removing the phone doesn't even, um, come up as a possibility for how to, uh, how to handle that within the home. And so yeah. I, I think it's just important to dial that back a little bit to but, remind but parents that, again that it's our job. It is. But some of that also comes from our own ability to remove the phone. Yep. So you like subconsciously we are we're all like well no I can't be without my phone or sometimes I'll leave the house uh, as rare as it is nowadays I only go to a few places but 
I'll leave the house, and if I'm without my phone, I feel like I'm like 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 I just left without pants on or something like that. <laughs> um, not to get too graphic here. <laughs> Uh, nobody wants to see that. Uh, but no, sometimes I, I feel like that. That I'm like, oh, yeah. without my phone, what do I like? What if I got to call you? What if you got to message me? And I'm like, I'm like, Jin, you're literally going five minutes, dropping your kid off, coming right back. Like nothing's gonna happen. But we 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 operate in a culture now where it's like, if I'm not tuned in to whatever it is, whether it's you know work, text messages, and and social media especially gets you yeah. addicted to these things where. It's like that. So you do. You have to. I, I would also encourage parents to. No, no one's going to police the parent, but there's a lot of drama that happens on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these things that. And people have no self control over those things and they think they have to go back to it, go back to go. It's it's uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, like at, at, at its zenith. It's just like the craziest thing. Um, but for the parent, there's no one there to take it away. So you have to be disciplined. Again. Um, you know, you have to know when enough's enough and you have to take yourself off. I'm just going to put this out there. Some of you, uh, and I, and I rail on this quite a bit, but some of you really are not mature enough to, to have social media, myself included. I'm not mature enough to ever really do it. So I took myself off years ago and I, uh, sparingly engage in it as needed, but it overwhelms me on the, on the things that I do with it. Like I had to just start LinkedIn for work things and, I get overwhelmed, you know, just, just doing it. Like, it, so, uh, I don't know what that's like with the pressures of that on us, but I would start with the parent first. I think that there's a curtailing and there's a curbing that needs to happen and, and a discipline about it. So whether yeah. that discipline is one hour a day, which you, if you don't know how much you use these things, you should really go back and look at it. Um, we have the data now that'll be able to see it. Uh, maybe you're a six hour day person, which gosh you're wasting six hours on social media maybe you might want to cut that by half some of you some of us may need to take fasts on these sort of things um, but it but it starts with that um, let's get back to the parent thing though I'll, I'll just talk kind of firsthand because this is something that I've been um, kind of really focused on myself over the past couple weeks I've been very aware of my phone usage and uh, mine's really not a lot of social media in comparison to I, you know, I mean, I was just looking through my, my limits. I have a 30-minute limit set on Facebook so that I know if I've hit that in a day and then that's done. So most days it's like 22 minutes, 23 minutes. Well, that doesn't sound like a big deal, you know. 22 minutes, I could spend that doing a crossword puzzle. What's the difference? That's just empty brain time, you yeah. know, no big deal. Two and a half hours the other day on texting. Two and wow. a half hours. Two and a half hours that I cannot be fully engaged because one of the things we've learned that I do, I say all the time, I don't even catch the first half of anybody's sentence to me. I only catch the back half of every sentence that's spoken to me. Mm. And so I'm constantly saying, say that again, say that again. What was that? Start again yeah. so that I can focus and I have to take such a, I have to make such a point of focusing. But I think one of my problems is that the reason I'm not focusing is because I'm focusing on whatever message has come into my phone and what the what my response is to that. Yeah. And so what I'm finding is that as a parent, I'm not able to engage in with people right in front of me, which is usually my children or you as my husband or occasionally other people. And I don't know why or where the transition happened that whatever's coming in on the phone, why does that take priority over the people that are in front of my face? But that's exactly what happens. You know, oh, sorry, give me one second. I just need to answer this text. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know. I just I think there's something really wrong with that. So I would just say that's well, a point of conviction for me. To think when something comes up, that's that's the immediate response. Whereas, well, whatever's going on in front of you right. should be important also. Right. So, so like just this morning, I, I just think it's important to set limits, you know. But just this morning, we were in the middle of kind of our devotional reading time. We happened to be using my phone yes. for that reading, and a call came in. And so we paused the reading time with our children, focused on spiritual things, and I ended up on a phone call for 15 minutes, which is enough to lose everybody in the house. And then we had to go reel everybody back in. I'm glad and thankful that at least we were disciplined enough to go back and finish it. Um, but I'm seeing like a serious issue. Just use my phone, huh? Issue that... <laughs> Nobody ever that, calls uh, me. That are just things that I need to fix, you know. So those are some things that I have been fixing yeah. over the last couple of um, several weeks in particular um, and just trying to form some new habits, but some stuff I've become very aware of. Um, and I would highly recommend as parents that you go back and check your screen time and because it doesn't feel like a lot. That time just evaporates in the day. But then I wonder why can't I get these other things done, you know. Yeah. And that, and that idea of sort of unplugging is important. Uh, I mean, I'm not particularly always good at it, but I, with all the things that I have to do, I compartmentalize, compartmentalize myself. So I don't, I don't answer certain things during the day. I mean, people don't like that. They're like, well, this day and age, you should be able to respond right away. I'm like, look, it is what it is. When I'm working, I'm working. I'm not going to respond to your text unless it's an absolute emergency. Very few things are. And, but, cause if I start getting down the track of like, Got to answer this tech. Got to answer this. Got to. I mean, we could just get lost, and I don't. I wouldn't get anything done. So I think that that does happen a lot. But don't let your phone condition you to respond. I think that's right. the key. Again, you want to tie this to biblical principles. None of these things should con have control over you. You should have control over it. And if it's a medium that's starting to have control over you, then it needs to be done. No one's gonna. No, nothing's gonna go wrong because you decided to bow out of a few you know social media things um so focus and prioritize the other thing nowadays is there's many different apps many different things doesn't all funnel and no one gives you a sense of well what's supposed to be the most important you're supposed to determine what's supposed to be the most important and you have to again press restart do it over and try to figure these things out because if you are on four or five different social media platforms or mediums or whatever it is that you're using. If you're using WhatsApp, you know, you're using iMessage, you're using, um, I don't know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these things, and, and you've got email going on and you've got phone calls going, that's seven different things that are going to distract you while you're doing these other things, right? And, you know, the vast majority of the people listening to this, they've got kids, right? That's the point of this podcast. Right. So then where are you going to find time to focus on your husband or your wife and also your kids, you're not. So that behavior though does trickle down because once you give this 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 tiny device that's a little bit, you know, bigger than my hand to <laughs> into the hands of a three-year-old, what are they gonna do? Well, they're gonna play, 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 play because it's entertaining them, it's flashing things. So you're obviously gonna have a harder time taking it away from them because even before they know how to respond properly to parental commands you're giving them this very powerful tool and saying you can look at whatever you'd want to look at that's going to be flashy and entertaining whether it's yep. a, a, a movie clip or whether it's a, a kid des a, a game designed for kids but you're giving them the ability to say hey you need to have self-control 
we can't have self-control sometimes as adults. And now you've given it to a three-year-old and obviously it, it, it's gotten out of whack. So, you know, th these are things that you have to, you have to think about yep. how you limit your younger children, uh, which, which I get, there's the temptation that, well, let's just have this thing babysit my kid because my kid's out of control and this is the only thing that'll stop them from being out of control. But you got to ask why, what's in it that's stopping them, not just keep feeding the beast, because this is where you're developing a, a long haul of behavioral pattern. And then when you get to some kids as young as eight have social media, you know, yeah. then it's like you're hooking them into a whole digital world and you're training their minds to, first of all, everything they see, they either like or don't like, which is a really big problem. Not everything in the world should be, I like it or I don't. That's kind of what's wrong with our society now is that, oh, let's have a reaction. Do you like this or do you not? We're conditioned to think about these things and not in a critical way. So you're really, you're really dumbing down the human brain here and making them do things. So then, honey, give it to me from your perspective. What happens then again, you know, kids, let's say ages like 8 to 12 are on, on social media and or, or on the phone all the time and you try to pull it from them. What's the reaction that, that you get, especially from the parents that you talk to? You get Well, I think the big thing is, is that kids have lost the ability to entertain themselves. They lose the ability to interact with each other, and everything becomes interacting over the phone. Kids will sit right next to each other, texting each other, yes. over-talking to each other. Um, and adults will do the same thing. <laughs> so, again, we're the ones to blame. We have, we have allowed this you know, to get out of control in our own lives. And then I think that keeps us from seeing it sometimes as the debilitating problem that it is for our children. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's not a bad thing for kids to be bored. Boredom is what sparks creativity. Right. So they need a chance to sit around, you know, and, and play with a paper towel roll and turn it into something. Um, they've lost that. Little kids have that. But as soon as you hand a, a phone into their hands as a continual device that they have constant access to, they no longer need to work at being creative. Um, or working their creative muscles in their mind because mm. the phone does that all for them and they end up getting sucked in. They no longer have to yeah. practice social skills because the phone will do that for them. Yeah. And they're social. They can be social that way. They don't actually have to make their own facial expressions anymore. They can just post one. This yeah. is how I feel on the inside. I don't even need to show it on the outside. Yeah. And um, the younger they start... Um, for it to be all consuming like that, you you end up with teenagers that really can't function. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the key thing that you really you really um, uh, brought home there was this idea that uh, it, if you're gonna let them have it, it needs to be structured time, yeah. not access all the time. That's the key. I think if if you find that your kid is going, if you set the phone away or whatever, but tablets because. You know, some people have tablets instead of phones. Um, but whatever that social, that device is, you set it away from them, but they can have access to it without asking, without permission, and they're constantly all day long waiting to get to that point. That's that's not a healthy environment for a kid. Whereas, it, it, you got to kind of treat it like old school TV. Like, we talked about this in a different episode, but, yep. you know, the half hour that you got TV, that's great. Let them Let them have that. Let them cherish that. Let them really want to enjoy that. Again, within reason too. Don't just show them everything, but but that's okay. But they should always be able be able to function with you taking that away. Yeah. You know, and it's just like the TV. It's like, hey, if I took TV away from you, you should still be able to function. It's the same thing with the phone. 
But I, I think there's a little bit of a what's the big deal there, you know, it's just the phone. Well, you do that month after month and even year after year. And a lot of parents we hear saying, well, I can't take my phone away from my kid because of the reaction that they're going to have. I'm like, well, okay, I understand. But at the same time, if you know that they're going to have that adverse reaction from you as an authority taking something away from them, that's not good for them. You're creating all sorts of other behaviors down the road as well. Well, where, and you've just you know, handed the authority in your home over to your child. Yes, yes. You're saying that they are able to dictate how you are able to parent. And right. that is not good. Yeah. You've lost control, you know, at, at that point. And so the we have to take it back. That's our job. That's yeah. how we, we can't train kids if they're the ones calling the shots. The, they cannot be allowed to, to call the shots because we're doing them a disservice. It's not about fighting for who's in charge. But our job is to train our children. That is what God has given us as our responsibility as parents. Right. And we will, I really believe we will answer for that. We'll answer for that in our, as our children begin to make their own decisions. We'll answer that um, to the Lord for that. You know, right. we're held accountable for how we, have, how we have trained them. And if you haven't done the job that you want to do now, which I would say most of us haven't, there's always going to be things. We, you just need to start now. Yeah. Today is the day. You know, don't harden your hearts. If the Lord's speaking to you, if the Lord convicts you, then today you make a change. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't yep. matter, you know, how, what the rules were two weeks ago. That doesn't matter. We make a choice today that we will honor the Lord and how we spend our time. Yep. And if they kick back again, there's consequences of these things. You've done some, some things a certain way for a long period yep. of time. It's going to take some time to readjust, but there should never be... And you know what I, I know I'm out of whack is that I'm devising all these things to sort of still appease them while still maintaining this control. Yeah. That's never going to work. Like, well, like, you know, if I just do this, you don't want to run your life that way where it's like, well, if I, you know, if we go here and do this, then they won't have access to their phone. So therefore, just rip the bandit and take it from them and just say, look, this has gotten out of control and we need to we need to stop right and and again i it's it just goes back to you wouldn't give your kid there's no clue what they're doing you know a, a dangerous weapon so why would you give something that they really can't handle yeah uh, and it's evident most adults can't handle it so why is it that we would give that to to a a child or even a teenager yeah. um i think these are these are important things to to really start getting right about. it's not easy none of these things are easy they're almost all going to come with oh yeah it's going to be meltdowns a <laughs> and blowouts yeah. and um but, but that's I just, okay i just keep thinking that our kids are worth fighting for yeah. our kids are worth fighting for and over the years i just turned 40 so that's a lot of years now um but looking back i can Baby, see Baby, you don't look a day over 30 i know that's the... not just me saying it that's just most people i run into <laughs> where they're like you look pretty old jen and your wife was she about like 10 years younger than you i'm like thanks Thanks. <laughs> Listen, sour grapes. No, 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 no grapes are sour here. Only um, plump and juicy ones for you. Anyways, in the 40 years that I've been alive between friends and peers and then watching, um, doing youth ministry for so many years and um, other things, I you see the difference in the parents who are willing to move heaven and earth to get through to their kids versus the parents who... Um, we're just never willing to bite the bullet and engage in the battle, yeah. you know? And so I would just say it's, it's not too late. It's never too late, but we as parents have to parent. 
We have to do it. It is hard work. It is exhausting. It is many times thankless. Um, and it's not, it's not for the faint hearted. <laughs> that's for sure. But we have to do it. We have to care enough. Um, to fight the battles with our kids. It's like being a pastor. I got the double whammy of the parent and the pastor. <laughs> it's thankless. Nobody likes you. It's not rewarding. Anyway. But it's worth it. No, but it's I, worth I, it on the other end. If I you dig so. your heels and, in and really look at the problem. See, pay attention to your kids. Where is their self-worth coming from? Where is their creativity coming from? What are they doing with their time? Where are they spending it? How? And this goes for three-year-olds up to 17, 18-year-olds. And I'll say this about... The, the kids that are teenagers and a little over, um, and we might have to do a part two on this, but uh, look, I just talked to somebody not too long ago, and they were talking about the slew of issues that our kids are having, which some kids have always had, teenagers have always had some types of, these types of issues in years past, but the way it's being fed to them now, that's leading to, again, you know, cutting, yeah, yeah. That's leading to depression. That's leading to all sorts of confusion. Anxiety. Anxiety. These sort of things are not all sparked by life circumstances. A lot of them to be sparked by the this just the phone. The phone itself is doing the thing. The things that go on in the phone. And so, um, I I think we just need to be very cautious. This is not a an episode about hey rip everything out of your kids' hands right now. But you need to start having some balance here where, again, it's access. Are you limiting access? Can they handle it? If you see that you can't, your kid can't handle it, then you need to have some safeguards around this. And then, like you said, we need to be fighting for our children. Yeah. They're not old enough to make those decisions. They're just not. You know, you, They're not old enough to make a lot of decisions, and we recognize that. But for some reason, there seems to be this sort of, well, it is what it is when it comes to phones and social media where we just kind of wave the white flag and say, well, if this is what everybody else is doing, well, we should be doing it. Well, you wouldn't be saying that if your kids were out, you know, trying to get high, you know, that's not, that's not the appropriate parental advice, but to some degree, these, these phones can be more addictive than the, than the substances that are out there that, that people dab into. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a very serious time. And I, I think this is a little bit more of a serious podcast than I think we've done in the past, but we need to, really hunker down and, and take a look at these things. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, again, this was this ended up being a two-parter, so you might get one one week and then the conclusion of it another week. Up. We'll include this as well. We uh, are looking for feedback, um, not necessarily on whether or not you like it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. <laughs> no, uh, but just topics in general. Um, you know, we, we had planned this to do one season, and then we'll probably add a second one after a short break. But uh, we'd love to hear from you guys if there's particular things on, um, you know, that you're dealing with with your children um, or even just, a, you know, as a family unit and how to think about that. Uh, we'll, we'll get on and, and chat about how do, how do you want people to give us that feedback? Uh, snail mail, not my phone. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you're going to have to text it to us most of the <laughs> The five people that listen to this. All five uh, of you. <laughs> yeah, five of you, plus your mom probably. A uh, <laughs> couple people we know that by obligation they have to. There's a guy actually that runs a really cool YouTube channel called Cinematic Tendency. He really endorses us, so yes. I'm also plugging his stuff as well. No, in all seriousness, just, just give us feedback uh, however way um, you can. 
However, you can figure out how to get in contact with us. Snail mail's good. Snail mail too. All right, bye. Un- undisclosed address. <laughs> oh, have a good week.